Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Launching a book isn't easy, but it can also launch you into a whole new life. What's important now is that I am a best-selling author and that's awesome. I found my soul on this journey. I found my purpose, you know, in life. In this show, I talk to authors about how they launched and how it took them to the next level. Hi there. Welcome to Launchpad, podcast hosted by me, Anna David. This is where I talk to the world's most successful authors and entrepreneurs about how they launch their books and what a book can do for your career. Now, this is one of my favorite new things, these play-by-play breakdowns, because it gives me an opportunity to study the best and uh, break down, in my opinion, so using my experience, to break down my interpretation of what these incredibly successful people have done from and for their books and how you can do the same. So before I forget, this is episode 333, and you can get the show notes by going to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash altature, and that's A-L-T-U-C-H-E-R, and that is because today we are talking about James Altucher. pretty fun name to say. And he's a pretty fun guy to follow. And I have actually had the pleasure of meeting him twice. So I can tell you that he's a a, a pretty fun guy to sit down with as well. If you are not familiar with who he is, he's a hedge fund manager, very prolific author, very prolific podcaster, and has founded or co-founded over 20 companies. And he's written over 20 books. Um, and so he, he has so many things that he is very hard to categorize. I also remember him telling me when when we met in New York about how he had this job, uh, doing like shows for HBO hosting shows in the middle of the night involved him being up and outside in the middle of the night in New York city. Um, but he, he got new life as a blogger because he started writing these incredibly honest, incredibly bizarre, unique, altature-esque posts. And he started to develop this following. And he started to sort of put out these ideas that people began to quote and follow. He has this, this idea, this concept that you have to constantly be thinking of new ideas. And, um, you know, he's just kind of got an opinion on everything. Um, You know, I remember reading that he said, you shouldn't eat after a certain hour in the day. He wasn't calling it intermittent fasting. He was just saying like, and what I really like about him is that in many ways, he doesn't try to defend his position on something. He just says, this is 
uh, this is what I think, and this is what I do, and it is true. And so as he became known as this blogger, um, he, you know, he did some very interesting things that he's written about and talked about, like he uh, went during the crash in uh, 2008, 2009, he went and stood there at Wall Street and handed out chocolate bars just to, to get people to, to smile. And what he talks about is that his most popular post of all time is the most the thing that bring more people to his website than any other is when they Google, I want to die or I want to kill myself because he has written about that. And um, he's just incredibly honest. And like I said, he says things that other people don't. So like I said, he's written 20 books and a number of these were traditionally published. So like me, he started off in traditional publishing, uh, got very disillusioned, and now publishes his books himself. But among his books, um, there's something called My Daddy Owns All of Outer Space. Uh, there's Super Cash, The New Hedge Fund Capitalism. Um, it sort of runs the gamut. 40 Alternatives to College, one of his controversial opinions is that college is a waste of time and money and nobody should go. Oh, he has a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Mediocre People. And the book that we're going to talk about today is his book, Choose Yourself. Subtitle, Be Happy, Make Millions, Live the Dream. And it came out in 2013 and he published it himself. And I have learned so much from studying what he did with that book. And he's been very, he's very generously shared with the world how he did it. So to be clear, Choose Yourself sold 53,000 copies. Um, oh, no, no, no. That was at the very beginning. Um, by 2016, it had sold over 500,000 copies, hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, was number one on Amazon for all nonfiction books for a few days. And obviously hit number one in in its different categories. Now, the very interesting thing, and this is going to be the first. Well, no, here I want to talk about the first tip that I have uh, determined is James Altucher's from studying what he does. I've, I've touched on it already. It's hone your writer's voice. Be you. Figure out who you are and um, and share that. Don't be afraid to share who you are and um, to just constantly be as honest as you possibly can. I actually interviewed him for a story I did for Entrepreneur Magazine a few years ago. I can put the link to that story in the show notes. Um, and what he said to me when I interviewed him for that, because it was a story about how entrepreneurs use their books to become more successful. And he said, when I first started blogging, I wanted people to know how hard it is to strive for something, to deal with failure, to actually fail, to confess mistakes in a world where everyone pretends to be perfect. And then he added, it was this very style of writing that multiplied by a hundred times my number of readers. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a nice sort of uh, antidote to all the people out there that are, you know, 
telling you they've got it all figured out. His sort of platform, if you will, is based on how how not figured out he has it and and we all relate. Uh, so that book, I already told you about how well it sold like crazy. It's got uh, almost 2,500 ratings and reviews on Amazon. And this is how he did it. He, um, and this is, this is uh, tip number two. It's basically spend whatever you can afford to spend. Now, this dude's uh, like loaded. You know, he's done all these things. He's got he's got a big old budget for this. So it depends on what your budget is. I'm not saying you should do what he did because most of us don't have the sort of budget that he did for this. But he hired Ryan Holiday, who is the biggest and the best when it comes to marketing a book. Um, he hired this editor um, who he really admired, and he said that they went through more than 15 different rewrites for the book. He hired the best audiobook company, um, and he he basically spared no expense. So I think that how that applies to you is figure out what a budget is. Side note, one of my least favorite questions anyone has ever asked me is, what's your budget for that? Because I always want to go, well, what's whatever the cheapest is that I can get it for? And um, apparently you're, you're not supposed to do that if you want to be incredibly successful. So don't do what I, I... I've gotten a lot better about it. I used to be sort of allergic to spending more than $100 at a time, but then I'd go around spending $100 on 800 things. So, it, you know... Nobody has ever accused me of being good with money or any sort of a numbers uh, guru. But, but you know, I would highly recommend if you want to follow the James Altucher formula, if you will, figure out what your budget is and where you want to divide it. He suggests, and I agree with him, <clears throat> spend the most of the money on the editing that is what's going to pay off the most. And, um, you know, it, he and I have both said it's, you know, you can design a cover for free on Amazon or on on Canva, but you are going to get what you pay for at to a certain level. So I, I would say uh, the School of James Aldisher, spend the money on the editor. Next would be um, the cover. And obviously hiring somebody like Ryan Holiday is an indulgence, not an indulgence, but it's it's really if you want to and can afford to hit it out of the park. So that is tip number two. Tip number three that we can um, glean from James Altucher is control your destiny. Um, after getting, you know, sort of frustrated with traditional publishing and deciding that he wanted to control the experience. And he he talks about it in the same way I do, that it was frustrating to have to wait so long, that it was frustrating to not have control over the cover and the title and 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 all. And it was frustrating to not make any money. Um, you know, so but he really did it. So not only did he decide on everything for himself, but he even went out and found a foreign rights agency to sell the foreign rights, which is something that it doesn't occur to a lot of people. But while it's not something that, you know, gets us 
rich. My fir- I've only actually had one book that was translated into other languages. Party Girl was translated into Russian and Italian. Go grab it there, any Russian and Italian uh, listeners. But, um, you know, so you don't you don't get rich off of that. But it's pretty awesome. Like, it's pretty cool. So he writes in um, a blog post that I will I will put the link to this blog post also in the show notes. But he writes about um, how he got a foreign rights agency and he writes about how much uh, he made from the rights when they sold it to Brazil. He made twenty five hundred dollars to China. He made forty three hundred dollars to Korea. He made five thousand dollars. So um, that was just another example of taking it into his own hands. And that's something that I have really learned lately when it comes to bookstores, which is my experience with traditional publishing was that my publisher would say, um, yeah, this bookstore doesn't doesn't want your book. And so I would literally walk into Skylight Books, this bookstore this very cool bookstore near where I live and actively resent not just the store, but every single author who had a book in that store, not knowing how it really works. Now that I'm out of the game and I know people who work in publishing, I've discovered that that the publishers only have a certain number of books that they can pitch to bookstores. And so if they're not pitching yours. They are invested in it not being in that store. And I have just discovered quite how easy it is to to get books in stores. I, for Make Your Mess Your Memoir, I reached out to Book Soup. They were happy to to sell it. They even did an online event with me. I reached out to Kitson, which is this kitschy kind of amazing store. And they said, we'll not only sell your book, but once the pandemic is over, we would love to throw you a party. And then, you know, the publishers always make Barnes and Noble sound like the you know, the white whale that none of us will ever get there. My my traditionally published books were all sold there when they first came out in the first month. And then when those books were sold, they they never appeared in those bookstores again. And my publisher, HarperCollins, had paid for that placement um, in that. So so I just randomly was in Barnes & Noble recently. God, I feel like I'm concerned I've told you guys this story already, and I apologize. It's like early senility. Uh, if I haven't, awesome. I was just there and I started chatting with a guy who worked in the bookstore and I mentioned honestly in a totally not even trying to be manipulative way that I was an author. And he said, wow, do we sell your books? And I said, oh, no, no, no. You stopped selling them years ago. And he said, well, why don't I order them? And it was literally that easy. What's ironic, perhaps, is he went in, I gave him my name and he went into the database and he said, um, he said, which of your books do you want me to order? And I said, well, Party Girl. And he looked and he said, I can't order that because the way the publisher had set it up, they, the bookstores couldn't return the copies if they didn't sell. And that is really what bookstores want to know is that they can return copies if they don't sell. If you publish it yourself, you can set it up so that the copies can be returned if they don't sell. So I said, he said, well, what's your second choice? I said, oh, my new book, Make Your Messer Memoir. He said, great. I'm going to order it. And here's what I think you should do. I think you should come in once the books are here, sign them, post them on social media, and um, people will come in and order them and we'll just keep ordering your book. Bookstores want to order books that people want. So that was so 
illuminating that it is that easy. And I say this because James Altucher, I was reading and he wrote something about how he was trying to get his book in more stores. And it is, as it turns out, much easier than any of us may have realized. Certainly, I didn't. So that was tip number three. It was control your destiny. Um, Let us talk about tip number four, and that is uh, using group think in a way that is really productive. Now, what I mean by that is a lot of people will, when they have a title that they're thinking about or a cover that they're thinking about, they will go and they will post on Facebook or on Instagram or on LinkedIn and they will say, which of these do you guys like? And they think that they are going to get an accurate response. When I say they, by the way, I've completely done this myself. It's very tempting because it's very easy, frankly. The problem with it is that all studies say that people don't buy what they think they're going to buy. And the other problem, of course, with uh, posting it somewhere is that everybody's influenced. So so they're influenced by the way you phrase the posting. They're influenced by what other people, I mean, if they come there and they go, well, I really like that second one, but everybody liked the first one, I must be wrong. So it is actually the worst way to try to get feedback on what it, what is better. And, you know, because if you, if you go around asking people what is better everybody's got an opinion and their opinions, frankly, don't matter. It's what do the masses want? So what James Altucher did and Tim Ferriss did this too, and I believe I talked to you, I talked about this in the Tim Ferriss episode. So if you haven't heard that, go back and and make sure you listen to that. But he ran Facebook ads and he uh, ran it with, he picked 10 titles that he thought would be good and he sat back and watched what happened. And there were thousands of click-throughs. And the one that he thought was the best one, which was the Choose Yourself era, came in third. Pick Yourself was in second. And Choose Yourself was the first by far. And that is, of course, the title he ended up going with. Um, he did the same thing with the subtitle and the final version of the cover. And, um, you know, the proof is in how successful the book is. So I think that that is an amazing tip, which is don't rely on, don't think that just going around and asking people which is better is going to get you the response that you want. I frankly think you're better off not asking anyone anything. If you want to invest in Facebook ads, you know, the, both the time and the money and, you know, what it'll take to make those effective and you've got the time, do it. Okay, tip number, I believe we're on tip number five from James Altucher. And that is come up with unique propositions. That's part number one. But part number two is that you then have the ability to get media for. And he did two really great ones, which is he uh, he made an offer. He said that people could buy this book with Bitcoin. Did he do that to get rich from Bitcoin? No, he did it because no one had done it. And it was bizarre. 
And he, as I mentioned, was working with Ryan Holiday, who had the ability to go get media to write about that. He also put at the beginning of his book, basically, if you read this book and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. Now, I'm going to guess that very few, if any, people took him up on that. But again, it was bizarre and they got media attention for it. It reminds me of this friend of mine who was very, very funny, uh, Jennifer Bell. Her first book was called Going Down. And I think for her fourth book, she said, you know what I'm going to do? She lives in New York. And she said, I am going to hire actresses and pay them to read my book on the subway because that's how people know they want to read a book because they see other people reading it on the subway. So she did it. She found actresses. She got them to read it on the subway. I don't know if that works, but the New York Times heard about it or maybe she told the New York Times about it and they wrote a story about it. So it's coming up with these these ideas. But the problem is, it's like the whole thing about the tree falling in the woods. If you don't have the ability to get it to media, then your amazing idea isn't going to get coverage. And if you're saying, well, that's great for those people. I mean, they expire and, you know, hired expensive publicists and new people. Anybody can get media attention. Go back and listen to my episode with Cameron Harold or even buy his book, Free PR. He walks uh, you through. And in the episode we did, he walked me through exactly what you can do to, uh, you know, sort of figure out what your angle is and how not just approachable, but reachable a lot of journalists are. You know, just the quick, um, you know, quick overview is all journalists are on Twitter. And so if you can figure out who has written about, you know, let's say you come up with your unique idea for your book and you want media to write about it. So start looking around and see who's written about this or what TV shows have talked about this before. And, you know, uh, journalists have a beat. So, you know, and maybe their beat is is just the topic or genre of your book. Figure out where they are. Tweet at them. There is also a website called hunter.io that has a lot of websites. There's also paid services where you can get people's email addresses. Um, so, you know, and obviously there's LinkedIn and there's Facebook and there's Instagram and there are all these places. So it it just requires a certain level of proactiveness that, that frankly, I don't always have because I am scared of rejection and and bugging people. I'm a former journalist. Um, but as Cameron Harold very eloquently explained, if you are doing their work for them, a journalist is going to be grateful to you. You are not bothering them. You are presenting them with a story. And another thing you can do is uh, subscribe to Help a Reporter Out, which is also called Harrow. And it is where journalists list all the stories that they're working on and what they're looking for sources for. And uh, they send three emails a day. And whenever you see a journalist that is working on a story that pertains to potentially what your unique proposition is, then you can um, reach out to them and and I actually do have a course that, that got, gets into this a little bit called Media Attention for Writers. I can put a link to that in the show notes. So 
that and then and then the final tip that we're going to glean from James Altucher is that he keeps writing. And like I said, over 20 books, he doesn't put all his eggs in one book pas- basket. I can't tell you the number of people I speak to who who say to me, they've got a book that is going to change the world. It is their story. Everybody's always told them they should write a book. And and I and I hear I, I can feel the future disappointment when I talk to them because it's just not how it works. Yes, it worked that way for Elizabeth Gilbert. Kind of. It actually didn't. That was like, Eat, Pray, Love was like her sixth book. Um, it, it worked that way for the Fifty Shades of Grey Lady. Uh, so it can happen. It almost never does. So if you want to be a successful writer, you keep writing. You do not, um, you know, you just don't assume that one book is going to be, quote, it for you. But the other thing, and and this is related to that, um, what James Altucher does very well is he he, books are just a part of his strategy and they lead people into his myriad other things, which includes his podcast. Of course, he has a huge podcast and he's interviewed people like Mark Cuban and Richard Branson and Ariana Huffington and Peter Thiel and a whole bunch of people on that. And he has courses. He actually has a Choose Yourself Guide to Self-Publishing, which I can put a link to in the show notes. It's $1,000. I bet you a lot of people buy that. So that is, you know, I, I guarantee you he has made more money from that course than he did from book sales, even though I bet he made a lot from book sales. By the way, that course includes his books, a membership group, publishing software. It looks pretty, pretty awesome, frankly. It's $9.97. It's not $1,000. And, um, you know, he has eight different newsletters that you can subscribe to. So he, you know, I don't know if he has cloned himself, if he just has an amazing team or whatever it is, but he is somebody who I have learned so much from studying um, in terms of his marketing and his writing. I should mention he is he is a hilarious, incredibly intelligent, original writer. Definitely worth mentioning. Um, and and hopefully you guys got something out of this that you can apply to your own books and book releases. So if you would like the show notes, which should include all those links I just mentioned, all you have to do is go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash altature. And that is A-L-T-U. C-H-E-R. And that is it. I am Anna David signing off. I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me this week on Launchpad. For more info about the show, go to AnnaDavidPod.com, where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all those other places. And speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating. And please don't forget, you can also tell your favorite author or entrepreneur friend about this show. Another forget-me-not, my company Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journey. 
whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Go to launchpadpub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. And you know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing a show. I'll see you next time.